Welcome to Quick Shots, a short format traditional archery podcast, where we introduce you to some of the world's most influential traditional archers, and occasionally, some random dudes. Ooh, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. Hey everyone, what's going on and welcome back to Quick Shots. Today we have an interview with Alex, the maple archer, Melnick, and Andy, the hitman, Marsalis. Anyway, this one, I'm not going to lie, gets a little off track. It's a bit of a shit show, but it's a lot of fun. Uh, come along with us on the ride. All right, here's Alex and Andy. Roll it! Hey everyone, how you doing? We're here with the Canadian uh, threesome right now. This is pretty awesome. So uh, we got Andy um, Marsola and Alex Melnick. Hey guys, how you doing? What's up? Uh-huh. Hey, what's going on? Awesome, buddy. How's it going? Dude, How's it going, eh? Oh, it's going. It's going. Andy, good. Andy, did you just wake up? I might have. I kind of. I'm a mix of just woken up and haven't slept in like three weeks. So it's an odd mix. Yeah, it's good. Awesome. It truly brings out your eyes. I'm glad you guys came prepared, man. That's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're, we're ready. We, we were, were you supposed to bring notebooks or? Yeah. A, I, I send you some drugs or supposed to write notes down. I'm not going to ask you any of those questions. So don't worry about it. I don't, I don't know if you know this about Canada, but drugs are cheap, like real cheap. No way. Tell us, tell us more. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that government, you got that government. Tell us, tell us more about these drugs, Andy. Hmm. Tell us more. <laughs> so Andy, you Andy's trying to get into the military. <laughs> we're telling secrets today hold on here yeah. <laughs> andy's trying to make to the andy's trying to make it to the military and they said um to enter he has to be able to do one push-up and get off the couch so he gave them four months he has to train for four months so yeah, one push-up i'll do it i'll do it i have pride <laughs> I know. In this. it's good you know what you, you gotta down a t- it's good it truly is good to have realistic goals just hey, so you guys know I'm taking it seriously, I cut down to two cheeseburgers today. Two. At lunch? <laughs> or breakfast? <laughs> okay, so you guys At want breakfast, to... breakfast, so I have more time to burn it okay, off. I'm smart. Gonna, I'm, smart. I'm gonna give you guys a good Andy story real quick here, Mick. Just um Okay, go go ahead. Break the ice a bit. So we uh, at Lancaster last year, we, they have like the Barebow dinner and everyone gets together and they have like basically an all you can eat like buffet of pretty decent burgers. And Andy up to that point was like on the hardcore diet train. Yeah. And uh, I guess he decided to lightly step off the diet train for that night. And uh, I think I think he ate how many? Six or seven? Six full on burgers. OK, Whoa, I'm not a pig. Seven. Dude, how many six. was there? Six, sorry, sorry, six burgers. My bad. And that's not the worst part. On the way home from that thing, he made me stop at Chick-fil-A. He made me stop at Chick-fil-A on the way home after eating six burgers. Maybe stop at Chick-fil-A and then we get and then we get back to our house and he sits there and just proceeds to drink like two full glasses of whiskey and just like just KOs himself into oblivion. <laughs> Dude, hey, you know what? In my defense, I'm defense. I'm Hold on, anything. rebuttal, rebuttal. Dude, wait, wait, I'm already learning something that you know. You never do anything half-ass, Andy. Yes, <laughs> full on. I'm we just... don't have Chick Fil A. We don't have Chick Fil A. Yes, this and is exactly why. And and because we don't have it, we always have to eat it after six burgers. It's very important. Oh my God, have you guys ever been out to? Exactly. Uh, have you ever been to the uh, West Coast with uh, uh, In and Out Burger? Have you ever done an In and Out Burger? No, I want to try it though. 
Pretty good. I heard it's awesome. Pretty good. All right. Hey, listen, guys, I got to, we want to, I want to let our listeners know who you two are because we obviously, um, I know you guys as the idiot from the internet, um, but perfect. I wasn't, I wasn't the idiot from the internet until Andy came along. I was just that bearable guy. And Andy came along and dragged me into every single conversation ever, ever. He goes on a mom pages and he tags me. Ridiculous. <laughs> Dude, so funny. Okay, listen, Andy, why don't you go first, man? Give us your background. Tell us what you're doing. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do in terms of archery. Uh, and then just, you got a side you got a side hustle. Tell us about that too, all right? Yeah, sure, buddy. Uh, so I'm from originally from Cornwall, Ontario. It's a smaller town than Kingston, um, unbelievably. Uh, about two, two, hours, uh, two hours from here. So didn't grow up shooting arrows. Didn't, uh, there's no archery ranges there or anything like that. So I picked up archery about two or three years ago. I don't know what Alex is doing right now, but he's going I'm trying crazy. to find a I'm trying to find a quieter place. But carry on. I'm listening. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I picked up archery about two or three years ago. Um, just kind of walked into a gun shop, and uh, one of the girls I was in marketing class with in college uh, was behind the counter. So I just asked her to sell me a bow, and kind of went from there. So I started with uh, Trad. I started with a Samit Sage. Uh, just kind of stumping and things like that and found out that Kingston actually did have an archery range. Uh, so I really got into it, just kind of dove right in. And uh, I think within the first year, I was president of that archery club. Um, and then that's when I kind of got into the whole networking thing because uh, I kind of realized right away that there's little to no networking going on in archery and everybody just kind of does their own thing and nobody helps each other out. So, yeah, I mean, you're terrific. That's how that happened. You, you're really terrific at that. I think you brought a lot of people. Thanks, buddy. Well, yeah, you, you brought a lot of people together. It's amazing. Um, and most people. You're terrific. He is true. You know what? We <laughs> should give credit where credit's due. So do, are you still you're shooting? Are you shooting on a regular basis? Not like I should. Like, I'll go out and shoot arrows if like I just feel like it in the backyard. But like Alex said, all of our tournaments are canceled. Okay. Like everything. No locals or anything. So um, it's hard for me to practice when I don't have something to practice for um but yeah i'll still go out there and shoot once in a while but not like like alex is out there every day i'm not, I'm not doing that for sure Are you and tell us about your other business tell us about your the, the trad life i mean representing here all the canadians yeah man so this kind of started off as um i had originally moved into a house a few months ago uh which i don't live in anymore just because of personal personal like life changes and stuff yeah um so originally i was starting an archery range there in a shop and I was making physical products. Like if you go back on the barebow project, you'll see that I was like making a, a buffalo and walnut tab and uh, pins for targets and things like that. And couldn't do that anymore. Um, and the whole website kind of started off as like um, a networking for just to bring all the information together to kind of expedite the learning process for my students that I would have, or at least uh, the kids would be bringing in, kind of showing them the safety part of it, like get them started so they have a safe place to shoot arrows. Um, and that kind of just went all up in the air. So I didn't want it to kind of stop. So I just kind of started that part and realized that everybody else can use that as well. And I can't make physical products anymore, but what I can do is design t-shirts and other clothes. Um, and I don't know what it's like in the States. Well, I kind of do now that I'm kind of involved in it and seeing it, like you guys don't have a shortage of that in the States. I don't think, but here in Canada, if you want like an archery t-shirt, it's, it's like a stick man on a black shirt yeah so like we didn't have that so that was kind of why i started doing that because i had that skill set um and i was having fun doing it so that's that's the whole reason it started 
And then when I started realizing that uh, other brands didn't do this, like there's people, there's like boyers that make, you know, 800 to $1,500 bows and people love the company, but a lot of them, you can't, you can't buy a t-shirt for that company. So yeah. like, I want to eventually be the guy where you just oh, go here and you can get a t-shirt and support my company and just kind of network and help people out that way. Yeah. And it's fantastic. I mean, I bought a bunch of your stuff and you know, you're, you're and I appreciate you're it. The it looks good on you. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Well, Canadian, <laughs> can't get Canadian bear bow stuff. That's, that's crazy. I, okay. Alex, how about you, man? I, I know a lot of people know you from, uh, being the, the, the superstar, uh, Canadian athlete that you are. Um, and then, that's me. and that's then me. also from the, 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 that crummy, um, <laughs> that I think it's called the Parsh. The Parsh. I think it's called the Parsh, right? Parshy. The Parsh. The, yeah, the Parsh. The dude. Uh, the Matt dude. Anyway, it was kind of interesting. I, I got through. I skimmed through it a little bit, but it was interesting. Uh, but anyway, I thought I'd have you on too because Andy said I had to have you on too. So, um, you know, hey, tell us a For little a package bit. deal. <laughs> tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Give us, give us, give us the short version of it. The short. Yeah, I'll try to. Uh... Short. Uh, I've done archery my whole life since I was a little kid, picking a stick out of the bush and um, putting a piece of string on it and pulling it back a bunch of times until it broke. And um, then that stopped for a while when uh, I picked some other sports and pretty much went through that. And then I discovered that uh, sports suck because you need someone else to compete with or play with. So I was like, what can I do that doesn't require anybody else? And I was like, yeah, here we go. The outdoors. And so I picked it up. I did shot a little bit in, in uh, early high school, but that didn't count because the instruction I received was garbage. Um, so then I had a buddy who was like, man, come hunting with me. And I was like, I didn't really want to kill things, but the idea of hunting was cool to me. And I wanted it a challenge. So I picked up a bow and I was like, uh, picked up a recurve because I really wanted to be legless from Lord of the Rings. I thought that was a realistic thing. Awesome. Of course. Yes, exactly. And then, uh, so of course it's not, even though it's badass, it's not. Um, and uh, so I started hunting a little bit, um, very unsuccessfully, but I still loved it. And I just, if you can't be successful getting in front of animals due to your density in your area, pretty much you work on the things you can work on, right? So you work on being an archer. And uh, I was at uh, my archery club one day and um, a 900 round was happening. And uh, I had my hunting bow and I was like, someone's like, hey, come shoot the 900 round. It's called the summer solstice at the Arches of Caliph. And they basically shoot till night because it's the longest day of the year. And I uh, joined that and I won. And I was like, that was super fun. That was great. Let's do that some more. So then I uh, dove in a bit and then I um, picked up a target rig and it was pretty much all downhill from there. And uh, beginning of last year is when I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to start going to tournaments, not just dabbling. I think I'm actually going to make a go at it. And then um, I met this goonball a couple of years later. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, here I am today talking to you on a podcast about yeah. archery. I know, right? It's fantastic. Do you have any plans to be like a coach or do anything like that? I mean, like, no, because, hey, anybody that's listening to this can send me videos and I will gladly tell you what I think if you don't mind me ranting. Gladly send them my direction. I will tell you everything I think of and I won't hold back. I will tell you what I think. Um, the problem is as soon I, I I have no plans to be a coach because uh, like it becomes a job. And I just really don't want it to become a job. I want it to be something like, I love looking at people's videos. I love nitpicking it, but I really don't want it to be something that I have to do. I want it to be something that I want to do. And I'm sure I can make it both happen, but I just don't want it to be something that I have to do. I, okay. So uh, this is a, a um, 
a quick shots exclusive. You can send to Alex your videos. He will bring it up. It, up. Hey, I will tell you if you, I'm not going to be like your garbage. Actually, you know, if you're garbage, I'll be like, that's garbage. You need to change everything. Yeah. I no, will tell you. Well, I mean, like the problem is then, then I'm forcing my opinions about how people should shoot upon you. And I hate that. I really do hate that. But if you want my opinions about how you want to shoot, I will gladly give them to you. And I think bring them on. They don't even have to be about archery. Just send them videos. Just yeah, send just send me videos, and I'll just yeah, just watch every one. Send me video, send me pictures of your dogs, of your food. Just doesn't matter to me. I will tell video. you. I will tell, tell you what you what did wrong. I think. True. Yes, it's true. Yep. Hey, so I'll tell you something. You know, just a, a Canadian living in the U.S. One of the traits that Canadians have down here is that we are very um, pragmatic and we are very um, to the point. Like there's no messing around. And so you, that's a very Canadian thing to do. Uh, tell us, tell us what you, if you ask for our opinion, we're going to give you our opinion. Yeah. hundred percent. There's, there's no, I'm not fluffing around the bush here. It's I'm telling you what it is. I, I, I've got a, I've got a couple guys that uh, are actually probably have messages on my phone right now that have just, ever since the push podcast, they kind of go, Hey man, I've got some videos. Like I'm going to send them to you. I'm like, bring them on, like send them away. No problem. I'll tell you what I think. That's fantastic. Hey, so I think it's because we assume we're not going to be offended. Like we just assume yeah. nobody's going to be offended if we say anything. So <laughs> when I first met Alex, but I thought he was one of those people that couldn't take a joke because I met him at ETAR, right? Yeah. And there's a thing at ETAR called the Eagle Eye. I don't know if Alex remembers this. I've, I think I've reminded him before. I don't even think he was listening. But Alex was in like the final whatever, 8, 12. I don't remember how many people were in there. But like one of the finalists to, if you shoot it and you hit it enough times, you, you win, right? It's like last man standing type of thing. Alex misses. Well, like almost everybody did. I think Calvin won that year, didn't he? No, I know. Is it Calvin? Long, no, somebody else. Okay. This, so Nick, Nick, have you, Nick, have you been to ETAR? No, no. Okay, so this is the Eagle Eye Challenge. You you pay $2 per arrow any time of the week, and you have to walk up and you have to shoot an orange dot about the size of the tip of your thumb. Yeah. Okay? And every time you want to have a chance to try to hit this orange dot, you have to pay another $2. And if you hit this orange dot, you are qualified for the finals. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the finals, they put a deer at a random distance. They get gather everyone that qualified throughout the throughout the week, and you have to shoot a wooden arrow. It must be a wooden arrow, mm-hmm. and and everybody shoots an arrow with this deer. If you miss, you're out. That's pretty much how it works. Last man standing gets half the pot, and the other half the pot gets uh, or it's or it's fifteen hundred dollars or something like that. And then the rest gets donated to a veterans or an, an, a good charity. So like it is an absolute crapshoot because you get great archers that qualified with their regular bows shooting this dot. And then they then everyone's running around like lunatics trying to find a wooden arrow that happens to work with their bow and none of them do because they're all shooting bare, bare bow rigs and it's just like yeah, yeah so it, like I'm it's like shooting a noodle. Yeah, exactly. Like so I, my is, my <clears throat> arrow wouldn't fit on my string. I was like sky drawing to keep it on the bow, and it was like super messed up. So yeah, go ahead, Andy. So this is what happened. So I maybe I think we had already shot the course. Like this is how I met Alex. We just we shot a course. He was there for like a minute. He wasn't even there like for I don't even think for a day. He was there to see the push. He shoots the arrow. He doesn't know I'm standing with some standing behind him. What was that? No, no kidding. Uh, the bromance continues. So he doesn't. He doesn't know I'm standing behind him when he shoots. He misses, and as he turns around, I go, "Way to let your country down!" And oh. I never saw him again. I never. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> this. I don't remember. That's what I assumed. I assumed, but in my head, I was like, "Oh my god, this guy hates me." <laughs> so like, I didn't see him again until like months later, whenever we shot a tournament together. That's so funny, dude. Uh- <laughs> I, mean, I don't remember that. Way to let your country down. 
So, so we can talk a little bit about ETAR. I was going to ask you guys about your, your setups and all that stuff, but it sounds like you're not shooting a lot. I know, I know Alex, you're shooting, you're shooting your hunting setup, right? Why don't you tell us a little bit about that then? And then we'll move on from that. But before you do that, I want to talk a little bit more about ETAR. So it was my intention to get out to ETAR. Like, you know, so this year, this is this, if you follow me on Archery Geek, um, I started this thing called the, the, you know, the, my bare boat journey, um, uh, the road to, to Lancaster. Um, for the classic, right? So I said, I, I in, in January, I said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to make it to Lancaster. I just, I, I want to go. I just don't want to embarrass myself, right? So I started. I picked up a bear bow and I started shooting bear bow. Um, but this year, I said, I also said to myself, there's a couple of things. I'm going to hunt as much as I can. I'm going to do. I'm going to do that 18 meter game, and then I'm going to go to all these fun tournaments or things like ETAR and and stuff like that. And this was my year to do that. This was my year to do that. And then uh, COVID hit, and it kind of sucked. I think, and I I think, ETAR, is like one of those. It's it's like a kumbaya kind of. um, Yeah. Right. It's not like it's not like going. I went I went to the world uh, here in Tennessee, and it's not like that at all. So, anyway, it's very it's very. um, It's one of those things where like you don't even get it till you're there. Like you, you you have an idea of it, and then like there's a video. I put on Facebook of me driving into the entrance. Yeah, I saw and it literally it. just looks like a music festival for archery. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a very anti-competition. There's all the competitors are there, but there's like asks anybody other than them. If, hey, you want to go like school around? They're like, no. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> I know. I was talking. He did that. He ended up scorecards. <laughs> I did. I really, I really wanted to. I really wanted to win Etar. It didn't work though. Half of the guys aren't hitting the target sometimes. And then, you know, they're having fun and that's the way it should be. 100%. I love that. I love it. Love, love, love. I love me personally. I love all the way from, um, you know, guys that are LARPing that, that help carry a, a bow yes. all the way through all the way to guys like you, Alex, that, that compete at the highest top level. Right. I love all that stuff. I, Man, you know, I want to LARP so badly. I want to LARP. So I, n- I don't know anything about it. And I just want to legitimately LARP so badly. Like I want to do like you a month long LARPing adventure. You LARPed your wedding. That's uh, true. I did have a LARP. I had a medieval themed wedding. No, seriously? Yeah, it was legit. I got to wear There's a legit photos. suit of armor. Okay, you, photo. I could, I'm, putting a, I'm putting a photo right here as we're talking about this on the, on the YouTube yeah, I never said that to you. Your wedding photos are stunning. Oh yeah, we did it. We, it was nice. It, 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 it's not. It's not like a costume party. It's like legit. Bring your medieval garb, or I'll stab you with my legit sword. Okay, so <laughs> just today, this is the weirdest thing because just today I uh, started following someone on Instagram who is an who is a, a LARPing photographer, and her, her pictures are beautiful. I'm gonna send it to you, Alex. It, okay, sweet. It's fantastic. Anyway. He's got a fantastic, and and probably. Um, it, it's probably some of the same stuff that you you did at your wedding. I mean, that's pretty cool, man. What yeah, were you dressed great. as? I uh, just just had a full suit of armor. Just had a, I had a full yeah, I had a full yeah. I, I'm not, not not a full suit. Like I didn't have legs or like arm things. I'm but a gambeson. I had a breastplate with like literally quarter inch thick steel. And uh, I had uh, my wife had a custom sword made for me. That was her wedding present to me. Oh and uh, all my groomsmen had like custom swords made, and they're all wearing like tunics and everything like that. Like it was. It's pretty nice. He looks like the uh, he looks like the knight that stands in the back and never sees battle. That's what he looks like. That's me, the lord. Oh, he's the commander. He's the commander. Dude, the in chess, peasants go first, buddy. In chess, peasants go first. So listen, I I uh, that's <laughs> I have a that's my cross between. That's why we're archery geek. Because I mean, you, if you were to do a Venn diagram of of uh, arch of geek, you know, in the middle, you'd have archery, you'd have role playing, you'd have 
you know, something else. Man, is it super interesting about the trad community? Like there's a, a huge portion of us that got the roots from the trad, right? Which is like in the States and the Fred Bear and the hunting side. And they all came up through that. As much as I consider myself a hunter, I did not. I got it all from watching Robin Hood and medieval movies and like geeky role-playing games and fantasy books. That's where I got it. That's where I got the love That's for exactly it. exactly where I got it too. Same yeah. thing. It's just, it's cool. But the, 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 like, it's not polarizing because it's not like we disagree with other people's opinions, but it's so like in Europe, that's where they mostly get it because they don't have hunting. So they get it from like their medieval, ancient, ancient artist past, right? Archer past. Sorry. Pretty yeah. Cool. And, and, and uh, yeah, I think that that's fantastic. I think there was, um, I think you were, you've talked to this guy and I forget he was on the push as well. Some guy from Europe, some, some guy from Europe, he's got great pictures. Is Max, 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 yeah. super, super cool dude. Yeah. Super good dude, man. I mean, it's really, yeah. he's really in his head on stuff. I kind of love, I kind of, yeah, we'll dude's with it. We'll have to get him on this too, just to, so we can just shoot the shit and just kind of relax. Yeah. He's, he's a funny dude. Yeah, great guy. He's like a normal dude. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, he goes to Canada. He hunts in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, likes canoeing up North, North Ontario, lived in BC guys. Guys have got a crazy life. It's, it's awesome. I mean, yeah, his, his, anyway, this, it's not, a have you seen that he's a, he's a professional wood carver, right? Did you know that? Yeah, I did. I think I, oh, I man. Him on his stuff is, it's awesome. It's great. Cool dude. Yeah. He's got another channel on uh, Instagram where he shows off his woodwork. Yeah. Woodsman's finest. I think it's yep. called. Yeah. 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 All right. A little bit for him, but Hey, let's get back to you guys. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about archery <laughs> while, we're, while I got you. So uh, uh, Andy, again, if you're not, you're not working out i'll I'll just kind of defer to alex but jump in if you want um kind of like let's take take me through alex take me through your shot process and then andy you know you you still remember your shot process even if you're not practicing so you can you know we don't have one bud you don't have one at all (laughs) you just kind of grip it and rip it bud show up (laughs) and take second place looks it It looks different every time. It's amazing. You can't you can't rattle Andy. You, it's like, true. Sometimes it's in the ten, sometimes it's in the nine. Every time you don't know. You don't know. Keep it coming. <laughs> Keep you guessing. Sometimes it's an X. Sometimes it's a ten. Who, who knows? Well, like okay. So most <laughs> of the know, time, man. most of the time, I can look at people's shots. If you get, let me look at their shot five times in a row. I can be like, that was good. That was good. Ooh, that was bad. Ooh, okay. I can generally. I don't even have to look at the scorecard. I can t- tell you generally where it went on the paper, roughly. Andy, he, I look at him, I'm like, mm, 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 and they're all like in a super tight group. I'm like, he did five different things. How is that a thing? I don't understand. <laughs> He's like, yeah. over here, over there. I don't know. Everybody else, you can see everybody in their house thinking through their shop process. And in my head, I'm going, nothing. Like I'm full, I'm at full draw at provincials going, you ever notice Alex never wears jeans? That's so weird. <laughs> hey, Alex, why don't you tell us about your shot process and, and just kind of go through it with us? Um, and just and then Andy, we'll we'll jump back to you too. I know we 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 took the piss out of you a little bit, but we're gonna trust me. We're gonna want to hear what you have to say too. But Alex, go ahead. Uh, I stand there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Square my feet. Yep. I um. Yep. Hook my string. This is I so set, hot. Oh I, God, I, how about if I talk like this? I set my grip. I set my grip. Okay. And then okay. I, I raise the bow 
and slowly squeeze. No, okay, nope. Sorry, can't do that. Stay at Ducimol. I just lost all of the, my female uh, viewership. Lost or, or tripled? Wink. Wink. Anyway, okay. So I, uh, I have a uh, pretty distinct set uh, shot sequence. I uh, and there's certain things that I do consciously every single time. I always set my feet consciously every time. I always engage the lower half of my body consciously every time. If anybody has done any sport without a stable base, you can't have a stable upper. Um, I uh, set my fingers. I set my grip. I look at the target. And after I look at the target, um, I flex my quadriceps and engage my glutes to stabilize my lower half even more. I raise my bow and set my shoulder down. I turn my entire body towards the string. So I'm almost like my chest is facing the target. And I draw the entire, I lock my arm. I draw the entire bow basically with my core. I bring it back to my face, trying to keep my back engaged the entire time. I aim and then I completely stop aiming with a, like a vibrant shout in my head that says, stop aiming. And I concentrate on something else, which is a feeling in my back. And I just keep tightening that, tightening that, preferably the feeling in my back that I never have left in the beginning of my draw. And I keep feeling that and feeling that and feeling that. And then I, as soon as I relax my fingers, um, that tension just keeps her going. And, um, it generally travels in the correct direction. I mean, that's fantastic. So for people who don't know, if you haven't listened to the push, go and listen to Andy's, or, or uh, sorry, Alex's uh, push uh, podcast. He he's, he's not just talking out of his butt here. I mean, he's, he's had so a lot of experience in terms of um, being able to engage those muscles. I thought that was very impressive. It's one of the most impressive things I've ever heard uh, on an athlete. Right. I mean, we see a lot of these uh, archers, I mean, I don't know how they do it. I mean, they're not, they're not, I mean, you're an athlete, right? So, I mean, that's pretty fantastic. And just give us a little, just a, just a brief on, on a little bit about your background and, and how you became so aware of your body. I was, um, growing up, the main sport I played, I was a downhill skier. So that doesn't really have too much to do with archery. It's more adrenaline junkie stuff. So aside from that, started with volleyball, um, in about grade 11, I was fairly high level volleyball, pretty much one of the highest levels you can get in high school. Like I played top club level in the country. Um, but going to universities that doesn't matter how high you can jump. doesn't matter how strong you are. You are way too short. I'm not that short. I'm like just like around five ten, So I'm not that, but I'm not six ten. You know what I mean? To yeah. Play with those super elite guys. And, uh, so I was like, screw you. And so I decided to hit the gym. Get as strong as I could and make up for it. I ended up uh, making a third string my university team, but still, they're like, "Sorry, you're never going to play. Too bad. You're too short. Takes you too long to get up and takes you too long to get down. Like that's the rally's over by the time you hit the ground." So I decided to pick up another sport that didn't require my height, which was table tennis. I took table tennis to uh, my national team level. I traveled to China to play professionally after university. Um, came back, played for my university team, and then um, I had a, some Olympic dreams with that. It's pretty political. Um, but they changed the rules and you can only send two guys for Canada. And um, it got hard, really hard for me. Like I just, like I was good, but I wasn't like constantly winning every single thing in the country to like guarantee myself. So that kind of died down. Plus trying to find someone to play at your level is practically impossible at that time. At that level, like no one's there. There's like four guys in the country that you can practice. No with one wants to play against a guy that's going to face them. No, but time. like tons of people do because they all want your experience and your skill level to practice. Right. It's to practice with, but like the guys that you want to practice with, they're either not in the country because they're playing professionally somewhere or they just don't want it. They're like, sorry, like I got other things to, you know what I mean? It's tough. So I still play and I still love it, but that's really hard to improve where I was. So um, then I became a, um, a fitness competitor. Actually, most of my muscle knowledge and I, the strength, everything came from my body, bodybuilding essentially. And, um, 
you don't learn too much about athletics, but throughout that whole process of um, building specific muscles in specific targeted ways, you yeah. learn an obscene amount about your body. And then you go through a diet procedure that's harsher than anything you can imagine. And you learn so much about your body. Like it's, it, I would never, it's not exactly the healthiest thing in the world and I'm never going to go back to it, but you, I've learned so much. And like, there's such a disconnect between doctors, like actual medical doctors and the fitness and nutrition community. There's a way too big of a disconnect. And I think if you, and you know, so I'm talking about just, you go to the doctor and they're like, Oh, what hurts? And you're like, I can be like, well, that's a problem with the tightness in your forearm. And if they, that loosen you try to exercise this, your pain will go away. And the doctor will be like, here's some ibuprofen. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like totally, and it's not like the doctor's dumb. They're not, they're doctors, but it's, they just disconnect between the community. Sorry, that's just a rant, but yeah, the body. You're you're okay. I mean, we, I I think, I think to be fair though, some doctors are a little bit better than others, right? A hundred percent. And, and there's a lot of doctors that know that, you know what I mean? Like if either they do know, but like just in general. So a lot of the stuff, uh, yeah, just, just a disconnect I find, but I learned a lot of muscle control and I learned that, um, it helped. I never realized it helped me until I took friends that were bodybuilders and I said, come Archie with me. And they're like, I'm going to do this. They're like, boom, first time. I was like, that took me six months to teach someone how to do. I'm like, engage this muscle. They're like, boom, like perfect. First time I was like, how are you getting this? They're like, dude, it's just the trapezius. So I contract doing this. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so easy. And then explaining it to people be like, it's just this muscle. And it was hard for me to comprehend that some people cannot just contract that muscle on command. They find it really difficult to do. It's not. And I took it for granted. I took it for granted that I can just pick a muscle on my body and contract the one that I want to contract. And I can't, some muscles I can't, but certain muscles I can. And that so, is, um, so, so with that, I mean, again, I, I heard, I listened to the, you, you talk about that, you know, in depth. Um, but I want to talk, I wonder just keeping in that vein and, and, and you talking about the muscles contracting and having proper uh, archery form. When you go to a tournament, you must, like you said earlier, you mentioned, yeah, I can tell if a guy's got a good shot or not, or he did, he made a good shot or where it's going to land on the paper, just based on looking at him. Right. So I think that's pretty impressive. I mean, yeah, um, that, that is not necessarily because I can like, I can't look at him the first time and the first time he shoots go, oh, that's going left. That guy's got a crappy shot. No, I have to watch him for a few times and then I can see the difference in what he's doing. Because I know people that have shots that look like a pile of dog poop in the microwave. And I look at the target and they have punched out the gold. You know what I mean? Why, why is that though? What? <laughs> we'll get to you it's, in a second, Andy. It's, it's just repeatability. And in reality, so form is like not important for scores. And like, I, I know, I know that's a really horrible thing to say, no, but like, it, not. it is, it is not important for your scores. What it is important for is it makes it easier to be repeatable. Yes. And, do and, more, repeat, and, and practice longer. Exactly. And repeatability is important for scores. Consistency this is, this, yes, exactly. And so you can have and the breaking down. Exactly. Like you're tired and everything. Also longevity of your body is a major thing with form. And I know there's so much stuff that circles. This form is healthier than this form. That'll wreck your shoulder. This will wreck your shoulder. I'm not saying an opinion about any one of those right now, but it's true that proper form is healthier. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I think that, you know, when you go back to form and you talk to any coach and, and I think the, the moral of, of any story talking to any archer is, you know, if you want to get into archery, get a coach. Um, and then some coaches are really good and some are not as good, but 
anyway, they'll teach you, they'll try and make you repeatable, right? They'll try and make you consistent. Yeah. And, and, and having good form and engaging those correct muscles, I think we can all agree that you can practice longer. And if you can practice longer, you can get more repeatable, more consistent. Yep. Um, but something that you said the other day too was, was really good. And, and I'll, I'll leave it at that. And I just want to kind of uh, go back on that. I feel like we're doing a recap of the, the push, but I apologize to Matt. Um, but, but literally uh, when it was really good, it was a really good uh, quote. You said, like, I, you know, I show up at the range on, uh, on, uh, you know, on, on, on game day and you get people in the butts and they're, they're practicing. They're trying to get better that day. It's like, that's not the time to do it. And, nope. and, and, and Alex, that, that was really good. Hey, okay. So Andy, let's not, hey, you know, I, 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 come on, man. Don't, don't sell yourself short here. Let, let's, let's hear what you're actually, I'm going to add to what he just said, because what, what he, Alex is saying about the form and everything, like that's not the biggest thing when it comes to scores. Where it is a big deal is when you finally roll into Lancaster after you've only been shooting in your backyard. Yeah. Anybody can shoot in your backyard. When you're lined up with 100 people and the shot counts, and then you look behind you and Matt Zernzak's filming you for the push, yeah. you better have good form and a system or else you're hitting blue. So, like, that's, that's where that big uh, – to me, that's where that difference is. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. I mean, and I think that's confidence in your form or confidence in your consistency. 100%. It's, it's, you have to have confidence in your, your – I know that I went to the Worlds in, in, uh, in Tennessee, and I'll be honest with you, I just picked up a bow. I said, okay, I'll grab these arrows. Off I go. It'll be fine. Dude, I had no confidence in anything, uh, and I shot that. Shot with zero confidence, and and, and I yeah. but but that's 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 going to happen to you, right? And also another I used thing, to do I, it in three D all the time. Before I, I could range, I would go to three D and I would guess the animal, and half the time, half the shot, I'm second guessing whether or not I'm right, and all of a sudden, whew, right over the deer. Yeah, and, so, and that's that. You miss if you miss a target in in world, like you're you're done. You're done. You dip. your yeah. game's over. You might as well not even continue. But. Um, and I, and that's the exact opposite of what we talked about at ETAR, right? So, I mean, half those guys are missing the targets and they're happy as ha- can be. They're going to go back to the campfire and they're going to have a few beers and, and laugh it off. And I think that's great. I think all kinds oh, yeah. of archery is awesome. Anyway, tell us about your shot process. What do you do? What do you, what, what, take us the only consistent part, the only consistent part of my shot process. Well, you know, it's hard to say that it's not consistent because I am repeating what the same thing I'm doing all the time. It's just not probably what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, so like I'll come up to the line, I hold my bow down and then I draw back as it's coming up okay. and then I kind of, I'm kind of floating that arrow tip cause I'm, um, I'm point on, I, I shoot point on. So I guess I string crawl, obviously I think most people know that. Um, and then it's kind of just floating around the yellow. And then when I feel comfortable, I pull through my shot, okay. which is not really what you're supposed to be doing right um but that's how i've always shot and i've never to be honest with you as far as like competing past just like my local tournaments i didn't do that until i met alex so i I, like started getting into provincial tournaments and things like that so like i didn't take any of this stuff really seriously until then so like I, i take a lot of tips and tricks from alex now and try to learn from him now but it's been a very short period of time between rip it and rip it and trying to win tournaments because in between there COVID happened and now we don't have any tournaments. Like for instance, this, my goal this year was to win the um, Ontario. Is it called the grand masters Alex? 
Grand Champion, so Grand Champion, Grand the Grand, Grand Champion, Champion, yeah, not the Grandmasters, um, which is basically all of our all of our important tournaments and the collective score and the highest score wins is like the Grand Champion, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was doing okay. So first one, second place, uh, second one, third place is for like all of Ontario. So like my goal was to, no matter how far it was, I was going there and I was gonna place. I was gonna be champion and kaput done. It's all finished. That's um, that's unfortunate, dude. You know, and, and that's a motivation killer too, right? So, for sure, yeah. I feel bad for the little kids, the ones that we're going to try this year, right? Like kids don't focus on things, right? So, like if they can't do archery this year, they're just going to move on to something else. So it's not like they're going to come back next year. And yeah, but I mean, but for you two guys, you're young. You're young guys. You got you got another. Alex is a lot, lot of years, a lot of years, a lot of years ahead of you, you know, being champion. So, um, and I, and that's really awesome. And, and it, it'd be nice to watch now that I know you guys are the little, you know, a lot better guys. Um, let me, let me, can I hop in here? I want to talk about yeah. Andy always refuses to admit this, but Andy has a history of being a professional dart player. Oh, nice. You yeah, are incorrect, sir. Okay. You sorry. Like tell people that. And you were like, Hey, tell us about your dart background then, bud. That stopped when I was like 19. Okay. But if I was a professional dart player, I'd be living in Europe right now. So, yes, yes I did you compete were... at a high level in darts, but it was as a junior. That's kind of how I got started in the target. And target so, so, you guys already have tournament experience. You guys already know how to compete. Oh, a lot. I used to be a power lifter. Yeah. I, was, I, I took powerlifting farther than I took darts. That's why I eat so much. That explains so much. That so explains good. so much. Gotta eat burgers to prep for deadlifts, bud. Oh, yes. Burgers and deadlifts. That's the next T-shirt. That's a T-shirt. No, but nobody copy that. Yeah, okay. I, I love, I love that. I love all that. But I mean, what I'm starting to hear, like, I'm like, yeah, these two, these. I'm thinking to myself, these two guys are, you know, uh, fucking phenomenal archers. You know, how do they get? I mean, how do you get that way? Because for me, I just don't understand it, right? Because I get in front of people and and I get up on a line or I, I get, you know, my, the video rolling, I shoot. I'm just like, it gets to my face. I'm like, duck, gone. Right, dude. Pressure is pressure, though. Oh. Train anything, anything. Yeah, but you guys have got this. You know, experience. A, you can't pay for experience, man. You can't. Hundred percent. I've got experience in other things besides archery, like Alex was saying. So, like besides the dart thing, like I went to college late, so I was a real quiet kid, like yeah. super quiet. Like I was the nerd, the nerd of all nerds. Yeah. Um, and I went to college when I was twenty-five, and literally in a year became president of the student union. So literally I went from the guy that couldn't talk one-on-one to giving speeches to like 20,000 people in a field. Um, so like that just overnight, just like changed everything for me. Like that changed my confidence. That changed everything in my life. And then I was a varsity athlete till I was like 31. Um, just because I, I kept changing programs. Yeah. So like, like I went from like three different business schools and I just kept doing, it was like, I was more about like student government and sports. Right. And then I was going to class. Dude, so literally, like I was like wilder. 31 like, playing basketball against 18 year Andy's running for political. 100%. Andy's running for political 100%. office next time. Get ready for it. 100. That's awesome, dude. That is such an amazing background. That's such an interesting background. Hey, um, I, yeah. we could talk all night. Honestly, we could talk all night. But you know what? You guys, let's do talk. it. Let's go. Woo! Party. Guys, I love you, but I need to go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you guys are you. You guys aren't that okay. not that interesting. Anyway, I'm gonna. Hey, listen, I got I got a couple of uh, fast questions for you, and we'll see how you do. Um, oh. All right, so for Alex, uh, you and Zernsack have a huge bromance. 
Yes, he yeah, has but, excellently shaped biceps and a chiseled jawline that could slice diamonds. Exactly. I love but him. Did, but did, have you ever stopped to consider Andy's feelings? No. Andy, <laughs> Andy, just Andy, do you, do you want to tell Alex how you feel when he crushes hard on that? How does that make you feel? I was, I was okay until Etar, when the yeah. sun went down and I saw you behind that tree. No, dude. And I was just like, I was just, I was hoping it was your wife. And then I saw him, and it just the tears. The tears just started. Uh, you know what? It, broke, it killed you me. Are, you're heartless. I'm, I'm gonna. You know what, Alex? I was there with you for a while. All is fair in archery and war, and you know what I mean. All is fair in love. I and turned archery. my back for go. one minute. Turned my back. <laughs> Traded me in for a beer. Okay, let's talk Canadian. Let's talk Canadian for a little bit. All right. So. All right, uh, Okay. All right. All right. All right. Um, welcome to the show. Tin and hosers, eh? You freaking hosers! What are you doing? It's ridiculous. Um, so is, is poutine a uh, is is poutine the only unique Canadian food? Foie gras. What else is unique in Canadian? Foie gras. Foie gras. Foie gras. Foie gras. Little. No, I don't know what it is. It's over. Oh, uh, really? It's disgusting. So get ready for it. That's Canadian. That that's hardcore Canadian. It's like French. I thought Canadian. it was French. Well, French oh, okay. Canadian. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 hyper stuff. Um, I know a foie gras. We know a foie gras. You, you, you force feed a goose. Yes, liver. pretty much. Yep. Yum. Beaver tails. We have some, uh, we have like candied salmon. Like I'm trying to think northern foods. We have candied salmon. Yeah. What about. We're not exactly known for our food. What there. about, what about, um, and tell me guys if you guys eat these or not. And I love them. Um, butter tarts. Oh, oh yes, that's the only tarts over. Yeah, I just forgot. There's no such. Tarts. I forgot they don't have butter tarts. Oh, I will eat. Me. I will eat Walmart butter tarts when I come home. I don't care. I just want butter tarts, dude. Okay, for <laughs> Americans, you guys don't know what butter tarts are. Butter. If you guys ever had pecan pie, a butter tart is a compressed pecan pie into the shape of like a regular tart. Pretty much. Except that's funny that they don't have butter tarts because they love pecan pie, right? Like pecan yep. pie is a pretty big thing in the States, is it's it not? The, the, it, but butter tarts sometimes in Canada, they don't necessarily always have pecans in them. They can have like anything. I've eaten, I've eaten them with bacon in them and they're delicious. They're so good. Even better. So, better with so, bacon. so I still have a place up in Stratford, Ontario uh, that, that we go to. And I, I, I visit Stratford a lot. But when we get there, man, I eat so many butter tarts. And okay. All right. Tim Hortons. <laughs> For both of you is this question. Tim Hortons or Starbucks? Andy. Neither. Neither? Neither. Alex, McDonald's you like, coffee. You don't like either McDonald's coffee is better. And Burger King bought Tim Hortons. And when Burger King bought Tim Hortons, the quality of Tim Hortons. I, I oh, where'd you go? All right. I'm going to finish this sentence. Have literally been from the States. <laughs> yeah, the donuts aren't fresh anymore. Donuts aren't fresh. Okay. All right. Hey, no. um, did we lose Alex? I don't know. But what he was saying is that the donuts are shipped in frozen now, so they're not fresh donuts anymore. And the coffee is like number seven on the list of like Canadians' favorite coffee now. Is that true? That's unbelievable. Because yeah, they did a study. Like, start McDonald's was first, Starbucks was second. I think second cup was even like before Tim Hortons. I'm There's only like all, two of those. I'm blaming you, millennials. Because when I go back there, I love. I'll, I'll, I'll drink. I'll go to Tim Hortons three times a day. All right. Keep going. That's Grant, because going. they sneak something in their coffee and it's you're cocaine. addicted. It's cocaine. It's gotta be cocaine. <laughs> hey, Mac and cheese or Kraft dinner. What do you guys call it? They're two different hey, things. Man. They are. They're 
two different things. They're two well, different like things. Mac and <laughs> well, like Kraft and mac and cheese is like ooh cheese and like they gross it so it's a little bit crispy in the top and like you put it in the oven and you bake it. It's like this process and. Craft dinner is literally get out of a box, pour it in, dump that neon orange powder on it, stir it up, and slam it. Okay, listen. I've so never they, eaten KD by so itself. Call, I, I shred like half a block of cheese in there. But you're right. You're absolutely right. Um, okay, I've got I've got something I need to play for you. So on a recent interview with Matt uh, Zernzak, uh, you said I'm already laughing. you you said Canada has two territories. Um, I'm just wondering if you'd like to change that answer. This is hilarious. I'm going to bring up another one after that. Provinces in Canada and a couple territories. Provinces are just like huge states. Yeah, pretty much. When I heard that, I died a little inside. You want to change so that? So we have, we, we have Yukon territories. We have Northwest territories. Yes. Okay, name the third. Nunavik. None of it's not a territory. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I, <laughs> I'm telling you, we have three territories. <laughs> is, is, it, is it considered a territory? Because it's beneath yeah, a certain population. It's a territory, yeah. Is we, it? Yeah, okay. We have, you had 10, right? You had 10 provinces, right? Three territories. I didn't know it was a territory. Clip of, did you happen to grab the clip of what you said about Quebec? No. Would you like to take that one back, Alex? <laughs> no, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep that one in the vault. Listen to the Push podcast for that one. Okay, and then and then I had this other one here, um, which is which was I thought this was interesting too. Canadian geese, Canadian geese. Is that the plural of Canada goose? Yes or no? <laughs> I, I'm Canadian gooses. Canadian gooses? Hmm. It's Canada. Like mises. It's Canada geese is the plural. Well, I was specifically speaking to their nationality. I wasn't specific. I wasn't using them by their genus species name, Mick. I, I just, okay. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. You know, I know, I'm, just I know, I know, I know. I'm just trying to see how if anybody, but in, so okay. if any Americans didn't catch what he was saying in that too. We do have thousands, like millions of Canada geese that do not fly south. They literally just walk around in the snow in the middle of winter at minus 30. Yeah. Especially near the cities. They're pigs with wings. Yeah. They're, they're terrible. Yes, sky cows. They're yeah, just yeah. terrible, terrible, <laughs> terrible. We don't. Delicious, delicious think, sky cows. I think people think when they see Canada geese, they, they're like, oh, you're Canadian. That's pretty cool. You know, you guys are. No, we hate those things, man. We hate those things. No, <laughs> they destroy they, your oh, Hunting yeah, season for those things coming up. All right. Um, how about you guys? How about we end this by letting I you... like that Alex is modeling right now. Oh, yeah. Guys, look, I'm legitimately sitting next to a staircase because my wife kicked me out upstairs because I was being too loud. So here I am in my basement. Well, we won't keep you too much longer here. Why don't you guys tell us where we can find find you on the social medias and uh, and how people on the webs and how people can contact you. So, um, Andy, why don't you go ahead? Where, where where can they contact you? Where where can people get hold of you if they want to ask you some more questions? Maybe I didn't ask the so right on- questions. Yeah. So on Facebook, um, like the logo is the Trad Life Archery, but it's still just the name Andy Marcella. I think a fly just went by my camera. Anyway. Yeah. So uh, Andy Marcella on Facebook and then on Instagram, it is the Trad Life Archery. So if you message me there, I'll get back to you with uh, anything you want. And if I don't know, I'll find out for you. 
Thanks, brother. We, we appreciate what you do, man. It's pretty awesome. The shirts are good. You're supporting the uh, boot camp. Um, I'm trying, man. And, and we're going to have that boot camps coming up here very shortly in two weeks. So we're going to have the instructor shirts. Alex, tell us about how we can get hold of you. Uh, I am on Facebook at Alex Melnick, just a personal one, but I will gladly talk to anybody there. Um, I'm also on Instagram, which is my main source of um, thing, social media, which is uh, at Bearbow Alex, B-A-R-E-B-O-W-A-L-E-X. I, I don't have not shared as much stuff. I usually try to go three times a week, make some posts, but this year has been few and far between because uh, nothing to do. And there's only so many pictures I can put up of me shooting arrows in a group downrange. So I think people like that anyway. Keep it up. I mean, honestly, it's awesome. And that, that, that post that you did today about uh, Frankenstein in the, uh, the tab, really interesting. Love that stuff, man. Love it. He's a bit of a celebrity on Instagram. He's up there. Uh, what do you got? 11,000 followers on there. You got to, you got I don't actually know. On. I think, I think we're up there. Yeah. Above that. That's Grow a little bit there. That's awesome, brother. Appreciate you. Okay. Thanks guys uh, for being um, such good sports. And thanks for having us. No worries. Thanks, Nick. You rock dude. Awesome, man. Yeah, awesome. man. Hey, once we'll you're going to be a huge celebrity at Lancaster. We'll have you on our pod. Yeah, we'll have you on our podcast when we get that rolling. Well, we didn't talk about that. Really In-flight cool. archery podcast. In-flight podcast. In-flight nope. podcast. Mm-mm. Okay. We, Copyrighted. We, already made the logo. I bought the URL. In-flight podcast. We will, we will wait for that. And we can't, I can't wait for that. And I think that uh, that's going to be a little, hopefully that'll be a lot of fun too. And, you know. Um, Definitely PG. Yeah, we don't need. Okay, you guys do a PG. I'm not going to be PG. Uh, I'm telling PG you, PG twenty, PG twenty. <laughs> you have to be over twenty to get onto your podcast, and with parental <laughs> guidance. Over twenty. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. Big shout out to um, you know anyone that's listening and has made it this far. Thank you very much for sticking around with us. These are great uh, guys, and we're going to be doing a lo- lot more of this. Um, and, uh, if you've listened this much or this far, don't forget to, uh, give us a like and subscribe, share us on all your, um, your social medias, um, get the message out that we're uh, talking to archers. You can be a traditional archer. You can be a superstar like these two guys, or just a regular, uh, trad archer. And, and, and if you want to be on the podcast, let us know. You can contact me on Instagram. Um, I'm archery underscore geeks because I couldn't get archery geek. Um, and you can uh, message me there. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening. And until we talk again, love you. Yes, we love everyone. Love you guys. Peace. Nick, you rock. Andy, thanks, you man. suck. Let's roll. <laughs> Whoa, easy. PG, bud. No. PG 20. Can I swear? You and I'm always that handsome, you dink. Um, where would the on and off button be for the light on my camera?